Hi, we are the Good Ship Illustration and we run online courses to help illustrators and image makers navigate a creative career. We are Tanya, Katie and Helen. We have about 70 years experience between us, each of us working in a different area of illustration. Welcome to Message in a Bottle, our new podcast answering your questions. You can send your messages to goodshipillo at gmail.com and title it Message in a Bottle so we know what it's about. This episode we've been sent some more juicy questions and this one is from Casey. So Casey says, um, my question, current concern as an illustrator is that I, I don't think I have a style. I like using various media like ink and watercolour, pencil, watercolour, pencil drawing, charcoal, gouache, gouache, I know, and I'm not ready to settle on a particular way of drawing. Because of this lack of style feeling, I feel like I'm not unique enough as an illustrator and I don't feel confident to approach clients because even... I don't know which style media is me. I don't think this has been touched on in, in any of your other podcasts. Sorry if it has, thank you. I don't think we have covered this, have we? We've talked about yeah. confidence and things, but not specifically feeling like you're not unique enough. Yeah. I think we've talked about it in live course, in the course a lot. People are concerned with style, aren't they? But I think it's also important, first of all, to say we kind of go all icky when the word style is mentioned because we were, it's like we weren't allowed to talk about it. Um, and it's such a weird word, as though it's a consumer item that you can purchase and bolt on. And I do remember in the early days, I was told by older illustrators, you've got to have a shtick, uh, you know, something that's you, and that could be the medium. I remember this illustrator told me, I personally dip a toothbrush in paint, and then <laughs> I pull a cocktail stick across it, and it splatters, and that's my thing, that's my style. And I was on a fine art course at the time, I was like, wow. Is that all you? Is that how you get a style? <laughs> and then thereafter, anyone who mentioned style in an educational context were like, "You can't talk about style, should mm. But it, it's there, isn't it? Like, what pen is that you're using? As if that pen will make it. Yeah. Is the thing? Yeah, it's the toothbrush and the cocktail stick. But yeah. I think the thing that makes somebody unique is like it's so pleasing when somebody is just a hundred percent themselves. And when you're 100% yourself, you're not adopting another style or another personality. You know when somebody just has absolutely no self-consciousness yeah. and then you can't stop listening to them? I think that's where in like individuality lies. And um, I think we went to our school at a bad time, didn't we, Tanya? Because in the 90s, such a cynical time, wasn't it? You yeah. couldn't get passionate about something without undermining it a bit as well. So if, if you loved something, you had to pretend you hated it. <laughs> and that you liked it ironically. There was so much irony. Yeah. It was so awful. I'm really angry about it now. I think you're right. <laughs> Actually, and Katie just worked out that we're all different generations. Yeah. So I think I'm, I just shut the boomer door behind me and I've got one foot in Gen X. You know what you're you are? Definitely. I'm Gen X. You're a cusper. If you're on the cusp of two... <laughs> That's the official phrase. Did they show, did they explain all the characteristics? It's like the zodiac. What does a cusper? Yeah, so a cusper is very good at mediating and like straddling the two generations. Oh. So you're like a peacemaker oh, of the boomers and the Gen Xs. Yeah. Um, I'm a Gen X, but very angry at Gen X. Angry I do X. not like it. Yeah, well, this is the interesting thing at that conference. They said to communicate well with a Gen Xer, you've got to, if you're pitching a project, you have to say all the reasons that will fail. Yes. Because they're so used to like the sceptical yeah. approach. Everything was so cynical. Yep. And then once they're like, yeah, yeah we'll fail, you're right, it's yeah. going to be terrible. You've got to be like, yeah. but this is how we could make it work. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> what, so Katie, interesting. what are you? Are you a millennial? Oh my God, yeah. so young. And I think the thing about millennials was, I'm not even sure, like, 
I can't remember, I think I was too excited about the Gen X and the boomer information. Then when I went to millennials, I was like, yeah, flip phones. But they basically said, however you communicate as a teenager impacts how you communicate the rest of your life. So our style could effectively be part external from the culture that we grew up in. And then our personal ability to be open or vulnerable or whether we're really uptight, we need to pretend we're very cool. That is so interesting, isn't it? All those layers. Yeah. That's what makes you an individual, isn't it? That's what makes your work individual. It's all those layers mm-hmm. of, like, what is the real yeah. you? You can't separate it from how you grew up. And yeah, you can't the influence yourself the environment at yeah. all, can you? Because it's all yeah. these, even your education, what your yeah. parents were like, what generation they were from. Yeah. And what they've brought to the table. Well, our freak flag, of course, I hate to make it sound like a selling thing, but that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do is help people find out who they were and what influences impacted on their lives, what thing they really, what things they really like. You know, did, did they grow up in a home full of books or pictures or was it nothing visual? Where did you get your stimulation from? I mean, I remember teaching in Hong Kong. The students that I knew went back home to tiny, tiny bedrooms in small flats that were stacked to the ceiling with everything the family owned. There was no storage. I didn't mean they were poor or anything. That's just how houses were. And I thought, how do they sit in a tiny bedroom and come up with these amazing illustrations and this incredible imagination when they're surrounded by the mundanity of life? They're not walking around a huge house full of old paintings or anything. They have to do it. So on one hand, even if you've got a, you grew up in a house without any cultural kind of aspects to it or you did you weren't exposed a lot to art it doesn't matter it's still your imagination what you drew from the world around you the books you read the things you think the tv programs you or the books you didn't have and the art you didn't have yeah and so were you interested in did you love cereal packets (laughs) did you love comics like my house wasn't full of books there were books but they weren't you know when you always hear on um desert island discs you know it sounds like such a middle class question doesn't it what books would you take to your desert island? And I was thinking, you know, there's so many houses without any books. Why is that like the ultimate question to show your intellect? Maybe you were just really into like the toy you got in your cereal. And if that's your influence, that's your influence, isn't it? That's the Al's section in, we have, we have yeah. Alan Martin yeah. on Fly Your Fly Freak Flag. And it's interesting because he talks about his imagination purely from pop culture, isn't it? Yeah. The popular culture that he grew up around that was around him and how that came out in Tank Girl. And he made things out of cardboard and had a a brilliant imagination when he was a kid. And basically his job now is exactly the stuff he did when he was a child. So he sells all sorts of ephemera made out of paper and kind of like funny and silly ideas and rebellious ideas, mostly all printed on paper in some way. And it's exactly what he did as a child. He's just never... He's never gone through that phase where you reject it. You think, now I have to be a serious... Yeah, with a proper he's, job. Yeah. And interestingly, he's a man. Most, it's easy to say from a certain generation, well, women had that freedom if they were married to a breadwinner. They could explore those things. But um, you know, as a guy, he had all those pressures to bear like, well, at some point I'm going to be a father and have to bring money. But he still remained in his child mm. mode and explored those things and made a living out of it. There's, there's like two aspects of finding your uniqueness, I think. And one is all of the things that have been an influence on your life. So those are all going to be the subjects of your work. All of the stuff that's influenced how you think, what your eyes enjoy, what makes you you. And then the other aspect of what makes your work unique is the materials that you like to use. You might mm-hmm. like to always use, I don't know, chalk on black paper or or 
I'm just remembering some drawings I saw by a Japanese illustrator once where they, the only thing they had at hand was some sort of white, shiny card with really thick paintbrushes with ink. And the, the shininess of the card sort of resisted the ink. And he drew these mm. amazing big grasshoppers on this slightly resistant card. And the textures and everything were amazing. But it's all he had. And, and that, that made came. his work incredibly unique because he didn't have access to an amazing stocked art shop. So, yeah, it's kind of what you grew up with, all the weird and strange stuff you grew up with. And then the materials you choose that don't even need to be from the art shop. And that's the thing, you won't know what feels good to you until you try. Yeah. So that's what we were saying, like the, one of the, the easiest and hardest things is just to start. And then once you start, you kind of figure it out as you go. And I think we can get really tied up and thinking you've got to nail down what your style is going to be Yeah. before you start doing anything. Did you know who you were when you did your first commission? Absolutely not. Me neither. <laughs> I'm still working it out now. Yeah, I was just like, oh, mm. you're going to pay me to draw a picture. Amazing. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to learn is on the job. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that the other thing, just going back to style as well, is existing out, out of time. Don't think too much about the now and who you are right now. Because we're surrounded by trends and, oh, you know, immersed in global illustration just by virtue of being online and looking at Instagram. So you start to look at yourself in relation to what's happening now and think, maybe think things like, I'm a bit like that, but I'm also a bit like that. You almost need to remove yourself now and go back to your real core mm. and sometimes hide away from social media when you're trying to establish a style because it gets into your head. Yeah. You don't need those things can- messing up your true voice yeah, we talk about going into a cocoon don't we like yeah turning in inwards and looking yeah. at your own stuff do you know i think i completely became an illustrator because we used to go on caravan holidays in the north of england <laughs> in the snow quite often and so we'd be in the caravan with the little bar heater on with that specific smell you get from a bar heater and then we'd have all felt pens on the table, colouring in sheets. We'd sit for hours lost in our own world with the rain on the top of the caravan, the smell of the struck matches when they're cooking. Oh. Yeah. And I try and recreate that every single day. Like, I would re- is there a candle that smells like struck matches? <laughs> or bar fires? <laughs> I was thinking this morning, I want a candle that smells like the accountant's office. Because I, I popped a letter in there this morning and I opened the door and it was coffee and organisation. Yeah. I just smelled so reassuring. <laughs> I was like, thinking about that and a candle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bring a caravan one bar fire one. Yeah. We did that on the show. Could yeah. I want to add health food shop, 70s, 80s yes. health food shop. There's a certain smell that health food shop. Oh, yes. And it feels so wholesome. I feel <laughs> like all my sins are washed away. You know, wellness buzz based on <laughs> health food shops. One of my friends' houses when I was little, smelled of raisins. And that was amazing. <laughs> Dolly Gilbert, her house. <laughs> I heard a tip, a quick candle tip to make everything smell lovely. You get a bowl of <laughs> coffee beans and you put a tea light in, a vanilla flavoured tea light, and oh. it warms up the coffee beans and then your whole house smells of vanilla coffee. Oh. Nice. We're a bit off on yeah. the side. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> this is important. This is another thing. Uh, it's fine. You just, like, if you really want to get started, I mean, you could hang on for ages. It's like pretending you when you've got your beach body you know like nonsense beach body ready or something no i wait till I look, my work is great and if you do that's a danger will never happen yeah it'll never happen you did have an interesting point tanya when you said it probably isn't the time to approach clients yeah i think if you're really unsure the styles are too different 
push yourself a bit harder to try and merge them and find out who you are. And if you really want to um, approach clients, wait until then, I'd say. Because yeah. if you go with too much confusing stuff, you'll get a rejection and that might knock your confidence. Just push a little bit further and see if you get to some kind of point of consolidation where you look reasonably consistent, even if the materials are different. Because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think even if you get a, even if you get a body of work together that is consistent for now, say twelve images mm. that you like and are consistent, you can get a foot in the door because people know what they're going to get. You haven't got a random selection of artwork that's all over the place, and you're difficult to commission because they don't know which one they're going to get. If at first you manage so twelve images that hang together that you are happy with. You'll start to get work, and as you start to get work, you'll work out who you are. Yeah. So it's like a what is it? Either that or you'll get money chicken down. and egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. You've got yeah. to have that confidence. I remember yeah. being quite fresh, and it was easy to persuade me to do almost anything because it's the first job, and you you crave direction, and sometimes that direction can bend you out of mm. shape. So you need to have a certain awareness of who you are and what you do and what you don't do. Some people do that through content, so they're, th- they're thematic. They only draw wildlife or they only do maps. So your style could also be about your themes and your content. It doesn't have to be how you look. So there's internal and external as well as colour or medium. But a various mix of those can help you sort of coalesce into a, a stronger identity. Yeah, and mm. people sometimes trip up. I know in, in the in the Find Your Creative Voice course, we get a lot of people who are like, "I've got three styles, and they're completely different." Mm. It doesn't, and then when we see them, we're like, "No, that's all your work." Like, I think yes. because you're so close to it, you feel like it all looks completely different, but it all comes through your hands, your eyes, yeah. and that thing when you're saying, "I'm not unique enough," just existing is unique. Mm. Is unique. Yeah. yeah, you're specific. Maybe show someone. Who you really trust, who has a vision, some sense of visual awareness. Does this all look like it was done by the same person? Do they get a sense yeah. of an individual out of this? Mm. Before you go out, don't ask too many people though, because they will say different things and then you just end up brain fried. Yeah. And maybe don't ask your partner in case you have a massive row. Don't ask, don't ask your parents. <laughs> we were just talking about this this morning. We had we had a cup of tea with some friends over the road. So me and my partner, Jerry, we're both illustrators. And our friends are both artists. And we were talking about the rows you have with your artist partners when you ask for advice. And then did, did that cause <laughs> a they give you advice. How <laughs> you give me advice? You ask for it. Do you know, it almost did cause a row, yeah, because they started reminiscing about a discussion they'd had and it did get a bit heated. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, don't ask your partners. <laughs> Word from the, for the wise. Yeah. We need, like, therapists. Mm. But I suppose that's what portfolio surgery is, isn't it? Somebody mm. removed emotionally from your life mm. that could look at you. One day I would love to do that when there's time. I'd really like to do portfolio reviews. Mm. There's not time now, but I, I'm, that's day. my future plan. Just to shovel them all into shape or, mm. or butter pat them into shape, yeah. like that agent said. <laughs> yeah. I think, we, I, think, I think we've covered that. Yeah. yeah. We've had a nice talk about candles. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And yeah, the course that we've been mentioning is Find Your Creative Voice, Fly Your Freak Flag. The doors aren't currently open, but they will be again soon. You can look on our website and join the, the waiting list. Yeah. Um, and, and sign up to my newsletter. Yeah, and there's a colour work, colour workshop and lots of freebies. There's all sorts character of freebies workshop, on the whole but, page. Yeah. yeah. They can help you start finding your creative voice before we even get started. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's Art Club on um, YouTube as well. You can subscribe to our YouTube site and do lots of art clubs whenever you feel like playing and having some fun. Yes. So we'll see you there. Bye for Bye. Now. Bye.